नमस्ते सो एज पार्ट ऑफ कलेक्टेड पोयम्स सीरीज आई थॉट दैट मे बी यू नो वील रीड सम ऑफ द मेडिटेशन ऑफ मांडव्य सो अपार्ट फ्रॉम द पावर एंड द ब्यूटी ऑफ द पोयम्स सो द स्टोरी गोज दैट सेज मांडव्य ही वॉज अ ग्रेट सेज ऑफकोर्स एंड वन ऑफ द सेजेज एंशियंट सेजेज ऑफ इंडिया and uh, once when he was busy meditating then a thief who had stolen some jewelry from the king's palace he was being chased by the uh, king's uh, retinue the attendants the army and when he he didn't know what to do so he saw the sage meditating and he dropped the bag there and he ran away so the people who were on the hills saw this rishi with the bag and they as they say that uh, our idea of evidence is what we see <laughs> and not what we know so this story starts from there this story very interesting about justice so he saw that there is a rishi meditating and next to him there is this bag of the king's palace so they took him into custody and he kept saying that no i have done nothing but they anyways they took him into custody thinking that he has stolen now he is behaving as if he is a you know great sage and he was uh, they told informed the king that this what has happened the king also without really knowing what has really happened he said oh you have caught a thief all right no no he was sitting and meditating doesn't matter a thief is a thief so his idea of justice was like that that a thief is a thief and therefore he punished him by uh, saying that whole night he has to sleep on a bed of nails sleep or sit or whatever which means it's a uh, very cruel way of killing a person you know who can sleep on a bed of nails whole night and survive so they say okay he was put in that uh, prison on a bed of nails and next day morning when the people came to open the door thinking there would be a dead man or a bleeding man they saw him sitting and meditating that's when they were shocked so they took him to the king and told ki this is you know something unusual you ordered us so i punished this man and look here you know he is all alive so what's wrong so king realized something unusual has happened and he came running and when he saw the sage he recognized he said why have you caught him well going by the evidence so then the the king fell on his feet and said forgive me so the sage says forgive who he said forgive me but who are you i am the one who punished you so the sage says who are you to punish me i am the king of the land you are nobody you don't realize it so where are you going i am going to ask that entity or being who has actually inflicted this punishment on me see the depth of the story normally we think this person has wronged me this person has done this to me he says no who are you you are just an instrument mere a mortal instrument so he goes all the way to yamaraja and because he is a tapasvi he meditates and reaches there and he meets yama he says what is this kind of nonsense happening in your in your no no i can't help it the computer of chitragupta has shown that you know you had as a child in some life pricked a butterfly with some needles so we have a very mechanical you know i am sorry but you know justice has to be rendered you inflicted pain therefore pain has to be inflicted upon you in the similar way so the sage says what a little innocent thing done without awareness and that too to a creature 
it's okay but it's a butterfly you are inflicting a punishment at this point of time upon me based on that data bank and so he says ki this is wrong this law must change at the same time he curses death that because you have done this may you be born as a mortal and understand what human beings go through and what kind of justice or injustice they meet within life now this story is this is all the stories but it's a very fascinating tale of what justice is who inflicts punishment who gives us success we think this man has given me accolades we think this person has given me you know harmed me wronged me and we are all the time focused on appearances but there is a law which is beyond it a kind of mechanical law of mechanical justice that's how it seems it's presented like that but beyond and behind this mechanical law many people will interpret karmic law like that you know you gave so much money so somebody has given you this money this is a mechanical understanding of the law at a very outer level but this is a higher understanding of the law so mandavi goes when he says ki this law must change he is simply trying to tell him you must change into the true understanding of the law see this is what savitri is about instead of yamraj he must become dharmaraja yamraj is a restrainer dharmaraja is one who renders true dharma and justice the balance so he says the law must change meaning thereby get back to that higher truth your the truths that you have you have you are using truth that there should be a kind of justice wherein whatever deed you have done you meet Uh, it's uh, you know consequences but this consequences is a misunderstanding of what the true law is so you upgrade your system in a way modern language so he says ki this law must change and the third thing is he says you come down and understand see very often with justice we think mechanical justice tit for tat you see this is how Uh, and these things change you know they evolve as shobindo says the law of moses is replaced by the law of christ if you see the western context moses came and gave a law eye for an eye tooth for a tooth so what did christ come he changed that law and christ said no forgive them for they know not what they are doing so he brought in that new element that there is something called as ignorance and that ignorance is not only a mechanical ignorance there is a real ignorance the person doesn't know what he is doing how can you punish him how you know so you have to meet him with compassion so shubindu speaks of christ coming and changing the law of moses into a higher law so there is nothing like a fixed inelectable law which is operating in the world or rather the law is to help us evolve to that point where all life is the spontaneous expression of the dharma within it is not so we have to go through all these processes in an evolutionary journey at another place shubindu says wherefore god hammers this world so fiercely when you look at this world and we say that okay god is doing it so why is he doing in this way i mean it looks very cruel if you look at it like that and mother speaks of that it looks cruel whatever way we may justify it we may pass on the responsibility to man saying it is his karma but it it looks cruel because man is doing it in ignorance so wherefore he hammers this world so fiercely he says because the material is so rigid like an iron so he is not hammering it fiercely to punish he is hammering it fiercely to make it malleable then he says if man would change and turn himself into a better and more malleable ore then his ways will also change so you see when you have iron you have to hammer it and when you have gold you have to tinker it 
that's why it is you know you you don't use a hammer and put on gold you gently turn it so when it is said that we must change it is also because the law of evolution can operate in a beautiful way it is the same thing when we are diti children of division live in darkness like asuras we are fighting amongst ourselves gods are also coming and attacking us we are attacking this is the life whereas when we open to aditi that is the difference between the dark path and the sunlit path so sunlit path is where she wants to take us smoothly without any so this idea that you know cost and pain it's a must suffering must come uh, forever evolution it's not true divine does not want to give us suffering it's because we deliberately as he says in savitri man loves his ignorance fathering his pain because we are attached to ignorance something comes to dislodge us from that it is always a grace suffering what we call as suffering is a benediction and grace but it's not necessary if we can open beautifully like a flower to the sun the divine would never want us to go through this law dread law of pain so we see this reflected in some of the meditations of mandavya this is a part of a series of poems and simply very beautiful of course all poems of everything of shirbith is beautiful because he is all beautiful <laughs> <laughs> but look at the beauty of this poem there are number of them we'll just read a few <clears throat> this is the first poem the meditations of mandavya why he has chosen mandavya whether he was probably you know one of these uh, you know mandavya in his previous life because if you look at your bindu's life he came to change the law the mother says repeatedly we have not come here to just transcend the law they could have done very easily we have come to change the law so they must become human and struggle the same difficulty that we face they must face so it goes in line with shurbindo's thought that he came to change the law now you see here we have a very different idea of justice the way soul sees it the ego looks at justice as right and wrong i did right i got a wrong what is it called raw deal <laughs> or sometimes reverse also happens then you don't thank god that i did it wrong but very nice things happen to me but it's not like that the soul's vision of all this is very different and that is what she reminds us because ultimately the soul understands the law of karma and all events in a very different way look at it oh joy of gaining all the soul's desire it starts with acceptance yes there is a great joy whatever we desired for we receive it oh stranger joy of the defeat and loss the soul takes joy in everything in success in failure in victory in defeat in gain and loss our ego takes it like that so what is that stranger loss in defeat and loss what is that stranger joy it's because you take the challenge in our head on you see it's like a greater challenge a person who has never fallen in one of the aphorisms shirbindo says never follow a person or fight under his banner who has never been defeated and never failed he says he cannot lead you to victory that's why you know that famous story which i have quoted of shackleton and that ship called endurance um, not titanic the journey to antarctica his mission failed so people say that but people say about shackleton if ever you have to undertake an expedition you should have a captain like shackleton he failed and yet he won so this is the beauty so when you take a challenge of life against the everything which opposes you oh heart 
that yearns to uplift the world oh fears her heart that bends over its pain see the difference mother says my child when you sink i do not stand on the shore and watch you i sink with you so see the difference that one stations there like buddha compassionate and bidding us to rise giving us the eightfold path the second is shorbindu look at the difference when shorbindu is asked by niruddha oh you must be enjoying there in your empire and he says no i am not busy with the empire sir i have sunk into the subconscious you read some of shorbindu's poem during that time is this the end the triumph song of trishanku you will wonder you know what's happening because he had sunk himself into that state oh heart and that's there in sabitri also that you know now is the debt paid where the eternal drinks the wine of you know the poison socrates and beings like he's referring to his probably previous incarnation as socrates that one is that you tell people so you are the heart that yearns to uplift the world so how do you uplift you are there and you are bidding people to rise the other is where you bend over their pain which is a greater impulse oh fears her heart that bendest over its pain and drinkest the savor i will love thee oh love love with a capital l at like that shubindu's line nor least he loves when most he strikes so i will this should be our attitude i will love thee oh love naked or veiled or dreadfully disguised not only when thou flatterest my heart but when thou tearest it this is the greatness of indian thought so very often i have people who come so today it's somebody was saying you know devil has possessed me and evil and this that i said why are you giving so much credence to devil because of a certain background devil and evil i said give credence to the divine what is devil he is a chinna binna teeny weeny fellow why are you giving him so much importance there is the divine who is far greater so but we have that vision of kali when kali comes she is fierce terrible mother but she is mother shubindu reminds us in essays on the gita she to his mother so he says not only when thou flatterest my heart when you are succeeding everything is wonderful everybody is you know raising you to the skies that is love but it is also love when the same love with equal compassion says you know what you are probably it may get into your head come down so flatterest it but when thou tearest it thy sweet pity i love and mothers care for creatures for the joys i love thee that the lives of things possess so this is he is seeing this manifestation of love everywhere in in all things i love thee that the lives of things possess and love thee for the torment of her pains like a mother sometimes she caresses us sometimes if need be she becomes very hard upon us sometimes she plays with us and sometimes she appears very strict with us but all in all this there is nothing else but love so you see this is a new vision of understanding life normally we understand life in terms of justice and that's why mother says if you believe in justice justice will operate there is a law of justice but then none of you will be able to stand 
So if you say that God has been unjust, unkind, so you want justice, God will come and ask. I want justice. All right. Justice. So he'll just clap. Justice will come. Just will say, look, you know, first I'll tell you about your life. So, <laughs> so she says, don't invoke justice. So what should we invoke? She says, invoke grace. Because grace is beyond justice. Grace can cancel and annul everything. Unfortunately, as human beings, we believe too much in justice. We don't believe so much in grace. Nor cry as some against thy will. So when people have pain, then they say, what is that song? What is this? You know, ki, why have you done this to me? Why me? Why I am chosen? You see, in Savitri, there is the Asura. His voice, if you read it, you will never again in future complain against the will of the Almighty. Asura says, I have been picked up by God to suffer. I am the only fellow who is being made to suffer. So here also I am very special. After all, picked up by God to make suffer. See, it is the ego who believes that God has chosen me for suffering. No, it's not like that. He doesn't want anybody to suffer. So he says, nor cry as some against thy will, nor say thou art not. The story of Guru Nanak when you know he is put in jail and his uh, fellow he asks who is accompanying him says, why is somebody like you who is a man of God has to be put in jail? What kind of God is he? He stops him and says, never say like this. You don't know him. Right now you sleep, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And he had his own way, so next day he gets up, he is burning with that question, okay, now you tell me, why did God do this injustice with you? So, Guru Nanak says, before I tell you this, just tell me how many ants you have killed at night. He said, what do you mean? He said, you were sleeping, see how many are there buried under your... And he sees, says, quite a few. He said, did you even bother or care? So, it was not about the karmic law, it was about that, you know, that consciousness is so vast... When a form of an ant is dissolved, it is born as something greater. That's how. See, our idea of justice is very different. But the divine way of justice is completely different. You know that story of Narada when he goes, the company of a sage. So when we turn to God, sometimes misfortune come to us. And Shubhinda would say, Blessed art, O misfortune, blessed art thou, for thou hast made me see the face of my beloved. So Narada goes on earth. So... People know he is Narada, sage, please come, bless. Bless what? No, before the blessing, he sees a little bird. He is very drawn, so he goes and sees the bird has given birth to a nice little, little, little birds. So he looks and the bird dies. He, he just rushes, what kind of, I thought effect of my seeing will be wonderful. Then he says, yeah, accidents of life happens. He goes, somebody is located, sage, please come. My cow has given rise to birth to a calf. Please come and bless the calf. Now Narada goes very nicely. He first has all the sweet meats and everything. Then he goes and sees the calf. No sooner he turns, the calf dies. <laughs> and the people are after him with a lati and Narada runs. He says, what is this nonsense happening? So then he goes and suddenly the king comes to know and says, queen has given birth to a baby. <laughs> Narada runs away, says, no, I am not going, if queen's baby dies, what is going to happen to me? He rushes to the Lord, says, what kind of a creature you have made me, wherever I go, Ashub happens. He says, no, no, you don't know, it is not Ashub. So what, what was happening? 
That bird, you know, when the baby died, he became a little calf. And when you saw the calf and he died, because the calf had seen you, the calf was born as a prince in the king's family. Had you seen the prince, he would have become a sage. But you ran away. <laughs> of course, you may have been martyred at the altar of grace. <laughs> but nevertheless, he says, And love thee for the torment of our pains, nor cry as some against thy will, nor say thou art not. The Asura revolts against the divine will. He doesn't try to understand. He revolts. There is no God. See, he has done this to me, that to me. So he thinks the God is a master. But that's not the way of the gods. That's the way of yoga. Easy is the love that lasts only with favors in the shopman heart. This is how we approach God. This is how we approach everybody in life. Shopman heart. Give and take. God, I'll come. I'll. People ask, no, what will I get? When mother was asked, super mind has come. They want to know, how is it going to benefit them? Suddenly mother changed. Why should it benefit them? Just because they have taken a train and come to Pondicherry? No, no, Ma, they are asking how will it benefit Why should it benefit them at all? So they are shaken. No, Mother, they want to know whether things will become easy. Easy? Tell them they will get a few blows on the nose to make them more sincere. Then she, you know, laughs and says, You see, human beings have this mentality of benefit. And that's not how we approach the divine. So he says, not with a shopman's heart, asking for favors. Easy is the love that lasts only with favors in the shopman's heart. Who smitten takes and gives the kiss, he loves. So he, he says, Ki, even if I am smitten, I give back the kiss. He loves, this is love. Oh, what a great, tremendous truth he is revealing to us about love and about bhakti that when everything you know Shubhindu when he writes how what a difficult time he had when he came here he could have easily earned any amount of money and he has left everything for God at his command now he doesn't know whether evening he will have his meal or not so in one of the letters he is writing but look how he is hanging with faith in a letter he is writing God I know God will provide to me, but he has made it a habit to provide to me at the last moment. I don't know what he'll provide to me, whether the next meal I'll get or not. Same thing in the jail. So this is the stuff of which life is made, life which is true, life which is beautiful. It's a shaping process. So with these three lines, I'll stop. Easy is the love that lasts only with favors in the shopman heart who smitten takes and gives the kiss he loves. Namaste.